Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We are now discussing Chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. From verse 1 to 53, Bhagavan laid out a complete framework of Vedanta Darshan and the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. So as we know, that to achieve that Vedanta Darshan, the final goal in Vedanta, that state of unbroken happiness, moksha, there are three paths available, prasthanatrai. One is Upanishads, the second is Brahma Sutra, and third is Bhagavad Gita. Now Upanishads by very nature, by very definition, are to be learned at the feet of a teacher. Because they are written in such a lofty language that we can understand on our own. We need a teacher for that. Brahma Sutra is written in Sutra format. Sutras are basically short sentences which are packed with instructions. So you need Vyakya and Tika. Somebody has to expand each Sutra for a student to understand, a secret to understand. So the only path left for us is Bhagavad Gita, which is written in a manner which we can understand. So Bhagavan now laying out a framework in a manner that we can understand. The first 10 verses, Bhagavan laid out qualifications of a student who can understand Bhagavad Gita. So the first 10 verses, through Arjuna, Bhagavan laid out the seeker who is sincere in getting help. We need help all the time in our lives. We seek help from outside. But whether we are sincere in getting help or not, which determines whether we can get help or not. So most of the time when we seek advice or help from somebody, all we are looking for is affirmation of my own idea. If the advisor tells me what I was already thinking, I'll take the advice, otherwise I'll go to somebody else. How can you know what I'm going through? So in the first 10 verses, Arjun completely surrendered. You tell me what this says for me and I'll follow. That's the quality of a student necessary to learn Bhagavad Gita. That was clarified. Then from verse 11, Bhagavan laid out the situation we are in and what the truth is. So in verse 11 itself he says that asochyanu anvasochastvam pragnavadansavasase. The life we live is we are worrying about things which are not worth worrying about but we speak very intelligent language. He says, I am living an intelligent life. I make sure everything is right. But at the same time, we are worrying about things which are not worth worrying about. So we have laid out our position, where we are, what an ideal seeker should be, and where we are. And then 12, verse 12 onward, till verse 25, Bhagavan described the nature of this self, dispelling our misunderstanding, in our ignorance about ourselves, Bhagavan said, your self is immortal. 
नोयनम चिंदंते शस्त्राणी नायनम दहति पावक एंड देन भगवान कंटिन्यूड फ्रॉम 26 टू 30th एंड इवन फ्रॉम योर ओन पर्सपेक्टिव इफ यू लुक एट द वर्ल्ड द वे यू आर लुकिंग यू स्टिल हैव टू कंटिन्यू डूइंग योर ड्यूटीज एंड देन वर्सेस फ्रॉम 31 टू 37 वी वांट अ प्रैक्टिकल अप्रोच व्हाट डू यू हैव टू लूज इदर वे you will be benefiting from your actions if they are performed in line of your duties line of your dharma and then from verse 38 to 46 we want laid a path how to achieve it the sukha dukha samay krutva labha labha jaya jaya engage in this world of activities with this equanimity of mind and keeping everything in balance whether you gain out of an activity or lose in your activities and all these things sounds very very complex to us even though we have faith in bhagavad gita we have faith in bhagwan we have faith in the advice but for us it seems the task is insurmountable it seems very high bar to achieve so it seems that we don't have any argument about but we have difficulty practicing it because we forget where we are so it is something like a elementary student is told that you are going to become a doctor or a phd in such and such for him that's a task which is too far away and very difficult to achieve so the only thing you can say continue doing what you are doing and you will get there look at all the other people who have achieved that So verse from 47 to 53 Bhagwan explains how to achieve it and in the end he said yogastah kuru karmani sangam tyaktva dhananjaya so verse 48 told us a clear instruction establish yourself in yoga and continue action without attachment so the two simple statements but they seem very difficult to achieve for us establish yourself in yoga well we i don't understand what yoga is and sangam tyaktva dhananjaya without attachment you perform your actions both of them seem not very practical to me right now so bhagwan then kanda siddhi asiddhi samobhutva so how you will achieve it when you react to both achievement and failure in a same way you achieve yoga that samatvam yoga uchyate we saw that first definition which is very different from what i understood yoga is from osmosis living in the culture which i was brought up in it is samatvam once if you are equal to what you are experiencing in your life you achieve yoga well that also it really did not give me a great understanding of what i should be doing now so bhagwan kind of say yoga karma sukhaushalam if you continue doing what you are doing but achieve dexterity efficiency then you have achieved yoga so bhagwan in the end told us that you should be just keep doing what you are doing but make sure that you do it in a way that you are more efficient in doing so so that you can get to the next level so it is like telling that elementary school student you want to become a doctor 
you just work hard in your studies and what you're studying right now. And if you do your studies right, then you'll go to the next level and the next grade and the next grade and eventually you achieve what you want to achieve. So Bhagavan basically told us the same thing. Continue doing what you're doing, but do it in a way that it is efficient. So it was simple. However, the question arises whether it is possible. So Arjuna basically asked that question for us. In verse 54, Arjuna Vach. So now it seems like the Arjuna is fully engaged in this discourse. He has surrendered and he was listening very intently. So he asked this question. He uses words which Bhagwan has not used so far. And now Arjuna says, Sthita pragnasya ka bhasha, samadhisthasya keshava, sthitagdihi kim prabhaseta, kim asita vrajeta kim. He is also exhibiting his knowledge about his own culture. So three words, Thita Pragna, Samadhi, and Sthita Dihi. Three words we are learning through Arjuna. They basically mean the same, but they all have different connotation. Thita Pragnaha, one who is Pragna, consciousness is steady. Consciousness as we understand is when my thinking entity is active, then I consider myself conscious. And then I become conscious of many things. I'm conscious of the world outside, conscious of my body, conscious of my intellect, conscious of my mind. I become very conscious. So that's a state of waking I am in. That pragna, that chitta, when reflects its own source, the consciousness, then I'm established in consciousness. Thita pragna, I'm now established in consciousness. So the chitta normally reflecting the world which you observe outside, when it reflects its own source, it's reflecting the consciousness itself. Such a person is a sthita pragna. Samadhisthasya kesavaha. The state of that sthita pragna. He is established in samadhi. Swami Tejavananda explained the state of samadhi. Samadhi. Sam is samyak which is steady. I expanded and the buddhi, chit. That's expanded consciousness, one who is established in. So we are conscious right now because I'm conscious of all three equipment that I have, my body, my mind, my intellect. So I call it a waking state. While I'm in a dream state, I'm only conscious about two things, my mind and intellect. Antakaran is the only functioning equipment in my dream state. So I'm missing out one equipment body in that. And in deep sleep, I have no equipment available to me. So Samadhi is a state I have expanded consciousness. So it's an expanded understanding of my own self is Samadhi. We are always in a state of Samadhi, as Swami Tejamandaji says. That right now I'm in a state of samadhi, that I am who I am, this individual being, I'm also in a state of samadhi, that it's a day outside. Any amount of persuasion will not convince me that it's night outside. That's a state of samadhi, what the world I'm dealing with. Also who I am, this is me, not the other person is me, is a state of samadhi, who I am as an individual. The samadhi which Arjuna state is the expanded consciousness about what is my true self? 
स्थित इंटलेक्ट स्टेडी नाउ माई इंटलेक्ट विच इज बेसिकली प्रोडक्ट ऑफ माई एक्सपीरियंस इन मेमोरी इंटलेक्ट इज अ मेमोरी बैंक इट इज ऑल दा अवेलेबल ऑफ ईच एक्सपीरियंस आई हैड इन माई पास्ट then i can make a decision based on that when i face a new situation i relate to the situation i had before now i am relating it and taking a decision what is right and what is wrong intellect which is established in that samadhi of what my true nature is is sthita dehi it seems that such a person cannot exist it seems that this is just a utopian idea of a person who is so perfect and complete So Arjuna says, "Sita Prakasa, what language can you describe a person like that? How do you describe a person who is so perfect, who is established in his samadhi, his he is in his expanded state of consciousness? He knows what the true nature of his self is, and his intellect is steady about his own self. Now, if that is the case." is he now completely useless for this world because he cannot function in a normal state kim asitah how does he sit vrajeta kim how does he walk so basically he is asking how does he behave in normal life can i come across a person who acts so differently that i can identify such a person must be a realized one because he is not acting just like you and i are acting that's his question he is expecting that the dis- description will be of a person who acts so differently than a normal person so bhagwan answers sri bhagwan uvacha prajahati yada kaman sarvan partha manogatan atmani eva atmana tushtaha sthita pragnah tada uchyate this is a definition of a sthita pragna bhagwan says this is an achievement by a person who achieves this state so this by self effort one has achieved this state where prajahati yada manogatan kaman sarvan that he gives up all the desires from his mind the desires are basically my goals to achieve something which i don't have to make myself complete i feel incomplete to complete myself i desire to achieve something accomplish something is this person who feels he's complete he does not have any desire in his mind so the first definition bhagwan gives is one who has no desire he become desireless atmani eva atmana tushtah he is satisfied in the self by the self he does not need anything from outside to make him feel complete sthita pragnah tad uchyate such a person is considered a sthita pragna so the state of a person with his own efforts he has achieved and now he is satisfied but once it that sthita pragna he does not have to achieve anything he doesn't have to accomplish anything he doesn't have to show off anything he is always happy in whatever situation he is in because his happiness he found in his own self he realizes he is complete and identifies with that 
true self, which is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, the nature of Sat, Chit and Ananda. Ananda is his own nature. He finds the source of Ananda and therefore he does not do anything outside of his own self. He is such a Pratastita Pragna. Now we will have all these verses from 55 onwards which describes Tita Pragna. But a short definition of Bhagavan said, one who is happy by himself is Tita Pragna. He has no other goal. He does not need anything to be happy. The next verse, Bhagavan then describes what will be his reaction to the world of happenings in his life. I have understood my true nature. I have now the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita. It does not mean the world will change outside. Person becomes Tita Pragna, that doesn't mean other people around him will change their behavior. So when I still interact with the world outside, the world will react exactly as the world is supposed to react. But my reaction to those interactions should be different if I achieve the state of Tita Pragna. So Bhagavan said, Dukesu Anudvigna Manaha. He is unshaken by Dukkha. We get shaken by Dukkha. We are very enthusiastic about doing something, achieving something, performing something, and suddenly some Dukkha comes and we are shaken by that. We cannot maintain our enthusiasm to live life because Dukkha is in our life. The Dukkha is taking all my attention. It's like I am wearing a white shirt and there is a black mark on it. Ink pen created a mark on my pocket. All my attention will go to that black mark and not to the rest of the white shirt. The Bhagavan said, one who is not affected by such huckerings, such Dukkha in his life, his mind still remains steady and he is as enthusiastic about his life as he was before this Dukkha came in his life. Sukhesu vigatas pruhaha. When Sukha comes, he does not create more hankering to experience that again and again. When we get success or we have pleasant experience, we don't experience it over and over again. He says such a person experience it as is and let it pass. If Dukkha comes, he deals with it and let it pass. Sukha comes, he deals with it and let it pass. With Raga Bhayak Krodaha. And therefore, he becomes without Raga, Bhaya and Krodha. He has no attachment, Raga. Any experience which is pleasant creates attachment. Somebody I like, I get attached. Something I like, I get attached. I want to be in that company with that object, with that experience over and over again. There's attachment. Then there's a bhaya that somebody will take this away from me. Or I may not achieve what I'm trying to achieve. So that fear. And then krodha because somebody came in between and I did not achieve what I thought I'll be achieving. Krodha. We'll be discussing this in further details in the coming verses. Such a person is considered with a steady intellect. The intellect is not giving him now different results every time the same question comes. 
based on the experience. I thought this is right as per my previous experience. Then I have another experience and I change my mind. I said, no, that was not right. This is right. So my intellect is constantly evolving in deciding what is right and wrong based on my experiences. It's a person whose intellect is steady, no matter what the experience is, he knows the right answer. Who I am and where my happiness lies. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount at podbean.com forward slash Neil Bhatt or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Hari Om. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om